So first of all, to everyone, to everyone, Tashi Dele. I hope that you are well and I hope that you are happy. So I would like to explain why all of us need to have a brave mind, a brave, a courageous mind to be able to pursue our goals. And I want to explain the reason why we can have a courageous mind. Because we possess this human rebirth and intelligence. So all of us, what we have to do is we have to recognize and increase the power or the positive potential within ourselves. It's not like we can sit back and do nothing because of course the afflictions and the imprints left behind the afflictions are also in our continuum. But there are many people who recognizing the preciousness of their human rebirth and their hume, human brain or mind, they think that because of this I definitely can do that. And in that way they are able to bring forth a courageous attitude and progress successfully. So Geshe is sharing a story about a great Lama from Tibet who would actually have discussions with himself and he would say to these afflictions, afflictions if you back off and relax then I'll relax but if you start to get strong and aggressive then I will counter you aggressively. Like this, we can see that actually this is a very great piece of advice and it is also something that will be able to help us bring forth a brave or courageous outlook. So the advice that Geshe will share from the shloka or the verse today is something that is very important to keep in mind and we want to put that advice into practice and in that way we can take those positive potentials and we can ripen them, strengthen them. And so today we will be sharing um, some um, instructions from the mind training teachings or the Lojong and the root of these Lojong teachings, indeed one of the supreme commentaries on the Buddha's instructions is what is known as the way of the Bodhisattva, the Bodhisattva Charyavatara by Shantideva and this is something that is seen as a great text regardless of any lineage you may be. And there is one verse in particular that Geshe will share today and this has a very very important piece of advice. So Geshe is sharing this verse from the Bodhisattva Charyavatara. He shared it in Tibetan. I will read it in English. All these branch practices were taught by the Mighty One for the sake of wisdom. 
Therefore, those who wish to pacify suffering should generate this wisdom. So there are two approaches potentially to explaining this shloka, this verse. One is the very uh, vast way, which is kind of taking a more complex and all-encompassing approach. And another way is an easier way, which is just very briefly to relate the meaning. And so this will be the second of these. So the first thing to mention here, which is very important, is the uh, six perfections or the six paramitas. These are something that is, are absolutely essential for us to keep in mind and in fact it is said that um, when we are trying to reduce the stains of the adventitious defilements of the afflictions that can be removed this is the main practice the six paramitas through which one ripens one's own continuum <laughs> And an easy way to understand this is what the verse is saying is that in terms of those six perfections, right, in terms of the first five, so generosity, ethics, patience, effort, and concentration. These are the first five of the six, but are they the main ones? No, they are not the main ones. They are like the branch of the sixth or final practice. And that final one, the most important of the six, is the practice of wisdom. And all of the other ones are aimed, connected, to generating that wisdom. And so that is um, summarizing it in an easy way that, uh, in a way that is easy to understand and that can give us something to think about. So Geshe is also saying that um, in terms of this word wisdom, right, um, we, we can talk about different imports in terms of its meaning. So we could say that in those instances when we were practicing, we chose to practice generosity, we chose to practice ethics, patience, concentration and so forth, that there was the wisdom of those practices. But that is not the wisdom in the sense of the sixth perfection that we were talking about. So here within these many types of wisdom, what type of wisdom are we talking about? We are talking about the wisdom 
that is able to penetrate the ultimate mode of abiding of any phenomenon, the way any phenomenon really is, to use colloquial terms. So if we say, okay, well, if we want to explore the reasons a little bit, we say, but there is a wisdom, right? There's a wisdom that comes with uh, generating um, generosity, with uh, ethics, with concentration, with patience and so forth. So why do we need to generate some sort of extra wisdom? Or what is that extra wisdom like? Well, the reason we say this, we, that we need to bring forth this extra wisdom, which is the sixth, is because, yes, there is a wisdom that is giving rise uh, to the practices of generosity, ethics, paint, patience, concentration, and wisdom. But, uh, sorry, patience and concentration. <laughs> but those wisdoms, those wisdoms connected with those five, they are only the wisdom that is an antidote to one particular affliction. So, for example, patience with anger and then the antidotes for miserliness, for laziness and so forth. They are not the type of wisdoms that is the final wisdom which is necessary to address the ignorance grasping at the self, which oh. is the root of all of the afflictions. <laughs> So we can look at the example of a tree. So if you were to look at the tree above here and you were to think that each of those fruits is one of these uh, afflictions or one of these problems, we know that if you were to pluck the fruit or even if you were to cut the branches, it wouldn't be able to prevent those problems from rising from arising again. The only thing that you must, the, the only thing that you can really do is you have to get rid of the root of the tree with the fruits and the branches. So, so that's what these last two lines are expressing and what a wonderful thing. Therefore, those who wish to pacify suffering should generate this wisdom. If we want to get rid of suffering, we get rid of the root of the problem with wisdom. So this is very much also related to our outlook that whether we are able to, uh, whether we experience problems or not, whether we experience happiness or not, these are things that are actually not in the hands of others, not the responsibility of others. These are things that depend on us. They're in our hands. So 
Dangine de Solomonduas, Otanio Dangine, Washikite, Sosonolia, and Sosonolisha, Shetomashikuris. So when we encounter a problem with someone, for example, our enemy, we say that he harmed me, she harmed me, inconvenienced me, and so on, but we understand that it is just the appearance due to ignorance which makes it seem like that that person is the problem. In fact, the problem is not something that is outside ourselves. The problem is something that is within us and what we need to do is we need to generate wisdom to be able to get to the root of that inner problem so it is very important when we have the time when we have the free time to engage in analytical meditation excuse me, on emptiness as much as possible. <laughs> but when we uh, don't have time, right, when we are busy, we can at least contemplate a little bit of analysis on emptiness, do a little bit of analytical meditation in that free time. So in the beginning, we want to see what is happening with our mind. That is the beginning step. Is our mind relaxed? Is our mind busy? What kind of appearances are arising that are leading to the character of the mind? So that's the first step. So we have to think, you know, if our body cannot keep up with what we want to do, is there really any benefit from being busy all the time in our mind or not having this very sort of busy attitude? Even just thinking in that sort of simple way can lead to us being more relaxed. So also when we are relaxed, it's very useful to think that, okay, the appearance that is arising through the lens of my attachment, right, is that something that is a correct appearance or not? And also the appearance that is arising through the lens of my anger. Is that something that is in accordance with reality or not? These are all very useful. And also recognizing the faults in the mind and trying to diminish those, understanding their disadvantages, thinking about positive mental uh, qualities like love and compassion and thinking of the benefits that come when we bring those into our life. And so if we are able to generate love and compassion and keep them within our mind for extended and extended periods of time, then our life will become more and more happy. So then um, that is the sort of briefer way of explaining uh, the intent of this verse and the next way, the vaster way of explaining, this involves uh, the uh, Buddha's vast uh, 84,000 teachings. 
So what it is saying that out of all of those 84,000 plus teachings of the uh, Buddha, if we um, take those, we can say that they were all spoken of uh, for the purpose of understanding the final mode of abiding of all phenomena. In other words, all of these teachings were spoken for the purpose of arising great wisdom. And the other practices are branches. So for example, if we think of the method side of the path of the practices such as love, compassion, a bodhicitta, and so forth, these also are for the purpose of being able to purify, accumulate great merits, and so forth that will act as the assisting factors for the arising of wisdom. And so all of us, these teachings were spoken because of the very reason that all of us, whether we speak about ourselves or others, we all have this basic abiding wish, which is day and night to be able to experience a steady happiness that is completely untouched by suffering. And if we really want to be able to achieve that steady kind of happiness, what do we need to do? We need to understand what the final mode of abiding, what the way things really are, is of all objects. We need to generate the wisdom that comprehends that. And so understanding the import of those words, then what we want to do is as much as possible, Gongda younger so understanding that this uh, beautifully spoken advice is something very wonderful, then we want to, with a joyful mind, with a happy mind, we want to study and practice as much as possible. So sometimes there may be doubts that arise, for example, thinking like, how is it really possible that we can get rid of all ignorance completely. So we can use this line of reasoning. Yeah, yeah. So if we approach it like this, that every bit of ignorance, if we are able to understand and get rid of that specific ignorance, then we will come to an end of ignorance, then we will see how this is possible. So thank you very much. Therefore, with joyful, happy mind, please study and practice well. Thanks. We'll end here.